You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more with your hosts, Brent Radlinski and Dave Van Robes. Listen in as we talk everything happening in the world of sports from a beer drinker's perspective. It's just like sitting in the sports bar, but with your pants off. Sports, beer, and shenanigans. So sit back, grab a few beer, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Podcast, show 189, March the 28th, 2022. Dave, another month has uh, gone by. Later on, we'll have the Meathead of the Month Award. Uh, there's some crazy stuff going on this week, and a guy might have uh, taken the award uh, last night single-handedly. Uh, we'll get our views on that. It was beaten to death uh, last night and throughout the day on, on all kinds of media, whether it be sports media, because uh, they were talking about it, uh, social media, everything else. We'll get into the, the Will Smith uh uh, thing later on but uh you were down in montana this weekend how were things down at whitefish and what did you get up to yeah i had a wonderful opportunity to get down to the to the u.s of a last uh this weekend pretty mellow it was uh we thought about skiing but it was actually too warm i i hate spring skiing i don't like the the slushy snow and, and getting yeah. wet and with my kid and so we did ski. And so what we did, we just hung out in uh, Kalispell for, uh, for the morning, went for a walk. There's a, there's a brewery right close by, went there for the afternoon, had a snack and a beer, and uh, went out for supper, called her a weekend, and uh, back here. You know, it's uh, uh, 48 hours away from home is a good 48 hours. No, getting away is always a good thing. Even like some just a simple little day trip sometimes can really just clean the soul and clear your brain a little bit and help out a lot. Um, throughout the weekend, Dave, it was uh, fun. It started on Thursday night when we were on the air with Brad there. Uh, the NCAA uh, March Madness was on. Uh, you had your St. Peter's Peacocks there. They, were, they won a game on, on Friday night. Went into yesterday. They got just absolutely destroyed by uh, North Carolina. North Carolina scored often and early. St. Peter's couldn't. Uh, now you got the, the big boys. Are, that's where the big boys end up nine times out of ten in the uh, NCAA men's bracket. You got Duke in North Carolina, and you got Villanova, Kansas. Uh, Cinderella never wins this thing, uh, but it's always fun to watch a team go there. There was a little bit of buzz, but we were at uh, I think Mojo's on, on Friday night watching the game. And uh, Leopardge, Alberta isn't really the biggest uh, NCAA hub for watching uh, – for, for, for watching men's basketball, there are some people who are interested, but when you have a, a 15 seater on TV, people seem to be cheering for them, and it seemed to be the uh, the thing or the, the talk around the water cooler, I guess you could say, was for St. Peter's to uh, to pull it off on Friday, which they did, and it was fun to, to see people being interested and engaged in something like that. Everybody loves it, underdog, and um, same with the Super Bowl, the way the Joe Burrow led the Bengals into the Super Bowl. It attracts eyeballs, and, and especially – you know, I, I guess it's hard to find when there's an underdog. There, there's no villain status to them all. There's, there's never a bad guy underdog. They're the, the, the plucky underdog because no one knows about him. You don't never. know, like you don't know anything about him. And then, and then, so it's more fun to cheer because, especially when you go up against storied franchises like beating Kentucky. And then uh, to get to the Final Four to face uh, North Carolina, which excuse me they went in in north carolina went in as a, i believe an eight or a nine seed eight but it's, it, 
Yeah, but it's it's one of those things like uh, where, where the team is crazy talented, but they just had problem gelling. They didn't have a good regular season. They did beat Duke in Shashevsky's uh, last game, last regular season game as a coach. For the ACC championship, yeah. Right. So, like, you know, you know that, that the talent's there. It's just a matter of putting it all together. And UNC is a bit of a force. And 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 so, you know, I, I do applaud St. Pete. I did see we, we talked about it about the money that must be spent on that program. And I actually saw pictures of their gym and I read some stories of what their facilities are like. It's there's high schools in the States that have better facilities. There's that. high schools in Southern Alberta with better facilities <laughs> than that, let alone the States. The, uh, the, yeah, the thing Dave is the, uh, with UNC, like no one's surprised that they're there. Um, they're, 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 they were an eight seed, but a, a team like University of North Carolina, they get there every few years and it's going to be uh, really interesting on, Saturday night, Shashevsky, uh, the Duke Blue Devils versus North Carolina, which could be Shashevsky's last game again. And uh, that's a, that's a biggest, as big as rivalry there is in sport. North Carolina and Duke, they're eight miles apart uh, in North Carolina. There, geez, man, that, that's a that, that's as big as it gets for for a for a Final Four game. The 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 TV people must be over the moon with advertising dollars that they're going to make on the North Carolina Duke game. Cause there will be a lot of eyeballs tuned into that one. Oh, for sure. Like both, both teams have a massive fan base. And I found this odd. Um, Duke played Michigan state in their second game. And I believe that was the 16th time Duke and Michigan state face each other in the tournament. In the final four, when Duke plays North Carolina, it's the first time they will face Ever. each other. It, yeah. it, it, that, 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 that was kind of just a, a bit of a mind fuck to me. Like, how can this be that two storied franchises have never faced each other in the tournament? And they've been around for so long. Yes, they play in the same conference. Ever, but, yes. but it, and they play and, and they, they're always in, in the tournament. They always go deep. How they've never played each other. Dave, uh, um, the thing about this one, let's say that whoever wins that game on, on Saturday night and then goes on, let's say either team Duke or North Carolina goes on to lose on Monday in the championship game. Is this game bragging rights for that school, no matter what, because for the, that reason, they've never met in this, in a big game, in this, in this big of a, uh, a situation before whoever wins this game, do they have bragging rights forever? No matter what. No, 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 no. When you have storied franchises in four years, it's going to be an entire new crop of kids. And, and there's, there's no such thing. It's all about the banners hanging from the roof, whether it be ACC championships, final four appearances and, and championships, you know, it's. It, so, if, so, so if Duke wins who I'm hoping they do. So if Duke wins this one, is this, especially being Krzyzewski's last, uh, last games, if they win this one, can they forever say, we got you forever? Like, it's like Yankees, Red Sox for how long until the Red Sox finally beat them in 2000, in 2004? No, no, no. This is just another year. And in four or five years, this will, I'll, I'll tell you this, if North Carolina wins, I believe it's going to hurt Duke more than uh, uh, North Carolina losing to Duke. 
because of the Shostakovich situation. Because because of the Shostakovich situation. Yeah, this being it's, less, it's been a nice, it's, Yeah, it's been it's been kind of like it, it, he's an older guy. He doesn't look a bunch different than he did when I was first started watching Duke basketball in 1980, whatever year it was. He, he, he doesn't age much. He hasn't aged a whole bunch. You see, there's a little bit more lines like you and I have. There's some like when you get the, the close-up. Thank God we don't get those uh, the the high depth of views of our faces because it, they do bring out the wrinkles, but. Um, he seems to be enjoying it. He seems to be enjoying the ride a little bit. Yeah, he's getting revved up when it's time to get revved up. But in general, like he's walking with, with his wife onto the court before the game and after the game. There seems to be an enjoyment and, and a sense of calm, uh, which you would assume that a, however old the guy is. Uh, it's kind of nice to see a guy going on his own terms like this. I agree. Like, and, and with a good team. And, and yeah, it's, it's just it's time to step back. And, and then... <laughs> who knows god knows how much money he he has in the bank like he has Oof. generational wealth like his kids are fine because he's been making so much money never mind the shoe contracts he's been signing he was with nike making, yeah yeah and 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 that's a, a thing I, which i believe is a flaw in the ncaa thing the coach signs the shoe contract for the for the for the team and and pfft, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And, and so now for him to walk away, because like, you know, he, he has nothing to prove. I guess he, he's decided that, you know, I got nothing to prove and I, and I don't want to do this until I'm dead. Imagining he's a grandfather a couple of times over. So like, um, what, yeah, what, 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 what is it? What's, what's there left left to do? And is this what I want to do for, the rest yeah, because I, I believe this is uh, what I thought I heard today, 13th or 14th Final Four. They've won five. Like, what more can you possibly do? Uh, one thing, Dave, that came out that was good, like not only just St. Peter's uh, making that big run, a 15 seed. I can't remember the name of the kid. Doesn't much matter. It'll, it'll, it'll go away till the next time there's, there's a, new, a new face on the block. But one of the kids in St. Peter's actually got a, a name image likeness deal out of, out of the situation. Could be that kid with the mustache. He was the he was the, the poster boy on Twitter for the St. Peter's uh, Peacocks. Uh, it's nice to see that sometimes you know not it's not just the, the big schools and these kids who who are bona fide studs per se that get these deals. And there are some kids that are making a little bit of dough on the side for accomplishments that, that they had on the field that they probably aren't going to have uh, well tomorrow. Like well, there's yeah. a good chance there's a good chance that not one of those kids from St. Peter's plays basketball again tomorrow. Not professionally, yeah, exactly, and 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 like who knows what the alumni is? Who knows what kind of um, influence that university has throughout the the corporate world or whatever world the that that school may excel in in pushing graduates towards? But it was yeah, I saw it as well. It was for Buffalo Wild Wings, and and good for him. Like oh, like a couple hundred grand. Like why not? Why, why not? not? Take it, because because yeah, because he he's part of the machine, and they he and like you you mentioned, like being an underdog team, getting a, a team all the way to the elite eight. There's definitely eyeballs on the screen because of that team. Yeah, uh, and, and the thing the the thing is is that a lot of these kids like that when they they don't get full ride scholarships, a lot don't. They 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 get partials and this and that. So there's a good chance that kid might have a. Uh, a bit of a student loan to pay and having a two, having 200 grand in his jeans when he leaves helps pay for that. And then, you know, leaving, leaving school 
with 200 grand in, in your pockets, you know, it's a, when you get a, a, your first job, you, you probably aren't making a hundred grand a year. You're, so that, that, it, I mean, it's not life-changing money, but it can help a lot. Like it, it can well, help a ton. It is life-changing money because I'll say this. Well, yeah, because, it, 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 yeah, okay. It's not, not life-altering. It's life-changing. Big difference. Right. I guess, right? Because yeah. like walking out of school at 22 years old with a degree in debt-free is a lot different yeah. than, than walking out of school with a degree and 80 grand in, in student loans. And like trying to start. Yeah. And then now, and then now what? Yeah. And then, and then, so now like the, your, your first paycheck, like just think about it, like paying off a loan sucks. Like it's, but like when, when we bought our house, you know, like obviously you got to pay for it and you make your payments every time, but now this is behind you. You're not, you're not paying for something that is building equity. You're paying for something that is behind you in the rear view mirror. Yeah. And and that debt, the interest is accruing. And how do you get to that next step, which is buying the house, buying the car, getting credit? Now you're renting, trying to make ends meet. It's it's a massive problem, particularly in the United States. About like I, I've read all the articles about paying off student debt. But like if you can walk out of if you can walk out with a with a post secondary degree and debt free, yeah. that is a massive step forward for the rest of your life financially. It must have been basketball weekend here at number 2494 Yankee Tavern here in Lethbridge, Dave, because last night or throughout the weekend, I saw the, the uh, commercials for the Lakers documentary, Winning Time, as well the Lakers dynasty, the Jerry West years, how they got it going with when Magic Johnson got drafted, uh, the whole bit with him coming out of Michigan State. Uh, Dave, it's it's that documentary, I think it's, it's on HBO or Crave, or I don't know, Deanne hits a button, it comes on, I don't know how to do it. Because uh, I don't pay attention. I'm sure I, I would figure it out. But um, that documentary is very well done. It's right in my wheelhouse. That's when I first started watching sports. We first start, got cable TV back in Fort McLeod, back in the homeland in 82 with the Lakers-Celtics uh, rivalry that, that went on. Dave, have you been tuning into that uh, Winning Time documentary? And what's your thoughts on, uh, I think there are four shows in so far. I watched three last night. Fell asleep during the fourth one. I had a big feed last night. Mom came over for supper and the whole bit. So I was a little tuckered out and had a few beers throughout the day. So the eye, the eyes got a little bit heavier on uh, 10 o'clock last night. But uh, that winning time documentary to me so far, it's a little bit campy, but I find it very entertaining. It's extremely entertaining. And I am going to take umbrage with your use of the word documentary. It's, it's clearly loosely based on fact. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I just okay, said documentary because so, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. But like and and then so but but I find it highly entertaining because obviously the characters are um I don't know what you, you want to say about it, like blown up. Like uh, even that Jack Kent Cook Jack Kent Cook, who uh Jerry Buss bought it from, like I don't know if you could be that big an asshole, but Oh, I think they can, Dave. When they got more like I, that, I think, I think they, they can. can be, like, yeah, yeah. but like, and, and, and the, the, the conversations, and obviously, they, they like nothing is. And then, uh, uh, what's his what's his name? J.C. Riley. Our Riley is Riley's the one that's playing Doctor Jerry Buss. Yeah. And I've always had a soft spot of that guy ever since. He's a good he, actor. Yeah. Yeah, ever since uh, Boogie Nights. Boogie, he, okay, so I was right because John John, sure. John C. Riley. John yeah, C. Riley. he is very good. He was he plays uh, Doctor Jerry Buss. Uh, he's yeah. very good, bit of a playboy, 
Uh, never had his shirt buttoned up. He's very, he's very, very, very <laughs> he, good. He calms his chest hair before chest going hair out. The whole bit. Yeah. He does a very good job, and he's, uh, um, the, it's, it's panned out that the, he, man, he spent every penny he had and money he didn't have to, to acquire the Lakers. It's, uh, it's very well done. And, and, and it goes right, right. Like, if, I'm not going to spoil it for our listeners, but it goes right. And it's not a surprise that magic was a bit of a, uh, a playboy and everything else. I'm pretty, very, very promiscuous, but man, it goes back to uh, his days at Michigan state that magic was uh, no altar boy compared to what his mom wanted him to be. Magic likes what he sees in the mirror. And I can, obviously that, that, that has never changed. And, and they, they portrayed that him as him as, um, as a kid leaving uh, university. And then when the Lakers did draft him, they even touch on that. Like Magic didn't have to declare for the draft. He could have gone back for his last year at Michigan State, which he chose to come out. And Dr. Jerry Buss convinced him, uh, said, well, take, yeah, but you got to declare. And, and that's what happened. And which is, I'm not, that's not a spoiler alert. Like, look at the fucking almanac. Like, that's yeah. what happened. Like, he came out. And and I haven't gotten to, like, the actual bird uh, magic rivalry in the NBA yet, but uh, that's coming. It's I know it's, it's a 10-part series. I'm in the first three. I think only four have been out. You can't binge watch it. it well, you it could if you waited 10 but, weeks, but yeah. It's, well, wow. yeah, but, but at this point. <laughs> Uh, I did not watch last night's episode. Uh, depending on how it goes tonight, I might watch it tonight. But it, it's, it's what I like about it is it's a period piece and it's it is shot as such, like with a bit of grainy footage. I like the way that uh, the the actors break the fourth wall and turn to the camera. And I, I've always liked that when when TV shows or, or like Ferris Bueller he, was, he did that first Bueller's Day Off when he yeah. turned to the camera and say something. I've yeah. always found that funny. I've always liked that in, in anything I've ever watched. I think I think it's. A, I, I wish there were some more movies that did that. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and it works. And you have to you have to handle that with a deft hand as a director and 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 as a movie maker. But it when it works, it works, and I think it's working in this in this uh, in this entertainment series. piece. Yeah, 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 in this entertainment piece. We I don't know what to call it. It's it's a it's a mockumentary. Mockumentaries yeah, it, is the proper word I think they call them. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not even a mockumentary because it's not Spinal Tap either. It, 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 it's based on true life events. Yeah. Well, they we'll even say, say prior to um, enhance for for entertainment value. Yeah. They, they actually which is, say it, which is there's a screen thing. Uh, Dave, the back to sports a little bit, and you brought it up about the draft and everything else. And we, won't well, I think we touched on it a year ago. But why doesn't basketball? and football, why do these players have to declare for the draft? Why can't they just get drafted and stay in school? Like hockey does it. Like hockey, you can get drafted first overall and go back to junior. Baseball, you can get drafted in the first round and stay in school. Like, until, or if you have a contract with student, you, you can, why is, like, why is it that basketball and football do that? Like, I, I've, I've always wondered that. And maybe you can elaborate because I actually don't know. That's why I'm asking. I don't know the rules to that either. Um, maybe it's just because of insurance reasons. Like, I, I, like, I don't know. Like, uh, until you sign a contract, as far as I know, hockey players can get drafted, but they don't have to sign with their team for, I believe, two years. Two years. Yeah. 
And and, and it is the same with baseball as well. They can get a contract, like a, like a hockey guy can get a contract, get a signing bonus, and still get sent back to junior. Yeah, but you you can't their, you, but you can't sign that contract and go play college in the states. You can't play college, but you can go back to junior. That's right. So it's really, there's it's just odd. But, yeah. but, you can, but you can get drafted and and be in college in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it that the NCAA has different rules? Well, the NCAA is a whole other mess. We've talked about that ad nauseum in the past. Um, that you can get drafted. Like, why can't they just be drafted and stay in school? Like, what well, I don't think it has anything to do with the NCAA because, you know, like hockey and baseball, the players are drafted and playing for their schools all the time. Yeah, it, it's why, why does basketball, it must be an NBA and NFL players agreement with the, like their, their, their players association to say this. Because if a kid, well, they, man, well, we know lots of, not we don't know, but we, uh, they got rid of that. You had to go to college, get drafted for the NBA, but there was guys getting drafted out of high school that had to declare for the draft, which made them ineligible to go to college. Like, right. it, 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 why can't you just get drafted, go to school, improve your game, and get a bigger contract? Yeah, like it's it's obviously something in the CBA, and I don't yeah. understand what what it what it might be. Because, yeah, I, I really don't know. Because I guess maybe in the NFL and the NBA, you're you're more pro ready than in those others than in baseball and hockey, because all four sports draw a significant member. Uh, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, the talent pool from the NCAA is is well represented in both yeah. baseball and hockey. But but uh, for basketball and football, it's the majority. Whereas, whereas the college pool for hockey and for the NHL and for MLB is probably a little bit less. I would say probably around 10%. Yeah, there's not many. Yeah. Or yeah, where it's in like high 90s for uh, NHL and, and NBA. Uh, sorry, yeah. uh, NFL and NBA. Yeah, it's just something that's just food for thought. Maybe one day we'll do a little research, which we never ever do. We just kind of just shoot from the hip. Oh, and that one's podcast, I ain't going to read that. If it. anybody I'm has gonna... that, if anybody who listens has that answer for us, why that's a rule compared to the other sports, please let us know. Because I'm, I'm very, I've I, I wondered that since, man, when I was, when I played hockey, like this is, and that's 30 years ago. Geez, I'm getting old. Keep thinking, I, I, I keep thinking, Dave, I keep thinking that 1990 was 20 years ago. It's really not. Like, it's oh. really not. It's not. And it's, I, I keep getting caught in that. Like, plus, oh no, it's 30 years ago now. Yeah. That, uh, well, 
my birth year, I was born closer to World War II than I am than right now. Like I, uh, I graduated high school 30 years ago in June and I, it's hard to, it's a thing I get, I know how math works, but it's, it's like, it, it, it blows your mind. Like you listen to eighties music. You're like, Oh, Oh no, that's 40 years ago, man. When I was born, Vietnam war was happening. It's happening. So yeah. Anyways, yeah, so. it's crazy. Anyways, 1420 sports podcast. Four Beaver Sports Talk and a whole lot more. We're on Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there for you. Things that were never even thought. What you thought of is when we were born. No. Internet. Fuck, we had rotary phones. Rotary phones. And then, like, hey, rotary phone. Tell Siri to ask Alexa to play Sports 20 podcast, please. Yeah, Rotary Phone, when are you going to do that, Dave? <laughs> On Spotify! <laughs> 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer of sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, Saturday night, she was a Battle of Alberta, 8 o'clock, we were out and about watching the game. Jeez, uh, you, you tur- I turned my head, it was 5 nothing or 5-2, and then all of a sudden it was 6-5 after two periods with the, the, the Flames in front, 9-5 final score. The, uh, the Oilers goaltending problem still exists. And actually, I don't think it's a goal team problem. Five on five, they were, uh, you had dry settle, had five points, was a minus four. Uh, not good. It, it, it's not good to owner's land with no hope in sight. We beat that, that thing to death. Um, but nine five hockey game this stage of season, Dave, both teams obviously have to be concerned. The Flames were a little bit happier because they, they won the game, but I can't imagine Daryl Sutter was rainbows and unicorns in the dressing room after the game was done. Well, no, you, you never can be when you give up five goals, but uh, on the, like you, like you mentioned on the flip side, when you score nine, there, there's not a lot of games you're going to lose. And I would way rather take my chances with the flames with Markstrom who, who had a bad game. Everyone can lay a leg, lay an egg, right? Like Nolan Ryan didn't pitch a no hitter every game like there you're gonna have a you're gonna have a turd every now and then and and i think markstrom uh is better than any option the others can possibly craft out of a half much was better than any option (laughs) that tandem of smith and and koskinen is laughable yeah it's it's like i watched him like you the game we were watching the, the basketball game there, and then they uh, turned turned my head, and then like, oh geez, there's another goal, and another goal, and they weren't good goals. And it's like, oh, the, how does this happen? And we talked about the, this Oilers uh, situation a lot with uh, the, this no goaltending, no defense. Now they're they're screwed for years to come. And the people sitting next to us, they they were the same. Like, and and it's it's right across Alberta, right across the sports world. Like you listen to a Toronto radio station or a podcast from wherever, every team knows what the Oilers problem is. Every person knows what the Oilers problem is, but the Oilers, like why didn't Ken Holland hockey hall of famer? Why do you think he didn't do something to try to improve that? Something like I like, uh, we've like even, 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 a, even a trade, a level trade, a level deal. There's just a sure. new, new blood, something the same exact same thing. Because back in 2004, was it 04 when they went to the finals? 
against um, Carolina? Was it 04? 06. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was it was a year after the strike. So it was six. Yeah. They went and got Dwayne Rollison a deal across the board. And yeah. They, they, and they he, didn't, they and didn't he, improve the goaltending situation. They changed it. That's all they did yeah. was change it. Yeah. So why didn't they just try that? I have no idea. And like, and, and this is one of the reasons why I, I have no problem staying comfortably divorced with them. Like, how the fuck? Like, Honestly, does one person on the fucking planet think they have a chance in the playoffs? Nobody. 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 You cannot go. You cannot win Stanley Cups with goaltending like that. It is fucking impossible. It is impossible. Ask Dan Cloutier how he did with the with the Vancouver Canucks. Well, right? Yeah, it's. They, they had some great teams, and Kluche was a, a, a he was a good goal, not but not good enough, right? No, just simply not good not enough. Not good enough. Dave, I can't remember what night it was. There was a game on the orders were on TV. They were, they're on Alberta all the time. Obviously, they show every game on Rogers. Um, but they showed before the game Mark Messier uh tapping Paul Coffee on the shoulder and two old teammates from back in the 80s, back in some of the greatest hockey teams ever created. Uh, they played together in a lot of team Canada's. Uh, they hugged and embraced uh like it was the old days. Um, Dave, and I'll get into a, a, a segment or same segment, but something along, along these same lines. But do you think looking back, I mean, these guys don't have any, they're, they're rich beyond belief. They, 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 they love their jobs. They love their lives. They, they've, they've done very well for themselves. But do you ever think that like you go back to the Gretzky trade, which, for, which first started to break it all up back in 1980, 89. Do you think that those boys ever sit around and go, man, what if we just would have stayed together? What if we just would have taken a, a little bit of a bath or a little bit of a cut uh, in our pay or, we, or put our ego? Because they, they were young and great. And uh, back then, man, everyone was telling those guys how good they were. You go from Messier to Anderson to Coffey to Fuhr and to Gretzky and, and, and the rest of them. Do you think those boys ever sit around at, at the cottage and go, Man, maybe like looking back, why don't we just put our egos behind us a little bit and go out and win six, seven, eight, nine cups? No, I don't think they do. I don't think they do at all because um, they were trailblazers. It was a different time, especially as far as salary goes. I don't know, like when they when they were work, uh, working. I'll say that when they were working, working. for the Oilers, I don't know if anyone besides Gretzky was making more than a million dollars a year. It was, no. it was, it, it was the, 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 the pay was that small back 300 there. grand, 400 grand, maybe. And Paul coffee's issue was never with his teammates. It was with his pay. And, and there was, and, and the owners couldn't afford it. And at the Man, end of the skate, oh. oh, fuck beautiful skater, right? Like in fast and offensive minded could do his thing. But so at the end of the day, I believe Messier has six cups. Gretzky has four. Three, four. The Oilers won five. So he has four. Yeah, he has four. Yeah, and You're one right. without Gretzky. Yeah. Um, Mess got all Mets five got the with six. the Oilers. And, and one with the, the Rangers. Six. Yeah, with uh, Paul Coffey. He knows the thing or two about winning. And then Coffey got two with Pittsburgh, right? I or believe so, one. yeah. And Anderson won a couple here and there and everywhere, and he was successful where he went. And Grant yeah. Fuhr was yeah, just <laughs> – but yeah, I was just wondering that, that you, 
man, like the, the I mean, they're they're legendary for no matter what they did because the way they changed yeah. the game and the way Glenn Sater put that team together, best things ever assembled. And you got to give Sater a, a bit of a pat in the back, but man, that would have been an easy team to coach, wouldn't it have? Yeah, just throw the ball out there, right? Go well, throw the puck. Yeah, open the Figure gate. See you later. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was amazing, and I, I I don't think they have regrets with their professional life. Um, because they did have so much success and they all had success. Ironically, it was Gretzky that didn't get a cup somewhere else, right? Yeah. Coffee got his cup someplace else. Uh, Mess got another cup someplace. Anderson else. won another one with the Rangers, like on and, and on and, and on. And, 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 and Graves and, and yeah, like all those guys. Like you just wonder if they like you wonder how many cups, like if it go back to the time machine, the 1420 time machine, or uh hot tub time machine that was a good movie i like hot tub it time was machine. entertaining it wasn't good it's entertaining i should watch yes. how i word that it's not a good yeah. fucking win any fucking oscars which whatever but we'll i'll watch a little it later if, on. Oh, it's, it. if it's yeah. on i'll watch a hot tub yeah. time machine but uh you wonder how many they would have won like it, it, they stumbled in in uh, 86 with the steve smith own goal off of grant Fuhr, grant Fuhr's leg against calgary in 89 with uh with, with met with uh gretzky's first year gone away from the oilers and they come back and won one in 1990, and then the the, the band was was disbanded. You, you wonder how many if they would have all stuck. You wonder how many they, they might have won. Like you just want it, it's. Well, they won. They won five and seven, and so they really could have won seven in a row. Because really, right? the, it, was, it was like Essatikin was on the Rangers that, that Rangers team too. Yeah, you know, like he, he, that that, that Rangers Graves, team. Yeah. That Rangers was 94. I mean, that was an Oilers team. That was an honor scene with Mike Richter in that. Craig McTavish yeah. and everything else. You, like you wonder yep. how many they could have won. It's 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 interesting. Uh, it was interesting today. Dave Albert Pujols went back to the St. Louis Cardinals, and this is why I kind of brought up the Oilers thing. Um, the Cardinals aren't. They're always a threat. They always have a, a good team. They 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 they're, they're right there every year. Uh, Pujols can't. Uh, he's not going to have a major role. He went back to Cardinals today. Uh, going to finish it off. He said. Uh, same with Molina. He's out this year. And uh, Wayne Wright, they're going to all finish their, their their careers off. Is this a a cool move, nozzle move, or or just you know what? It's a it's a nice story to all these guys' careers. I think it's a nice thing. I I wonder what. I wonder. Well, shit. Maybe like so that now it's a retirement tour because. Pujols, it was decided by people that were paying his salary that he is no longer a functional piece of an active roster, right? He's a he's a bit player that will bring in for the occasional thing. And and you know what? I don't feel bad. I don't have any ill will towards Pujols. He was... Like if he gets 150 at-bats, whatever. Universal DH now, who cares? Whatever. And back in his day, he was awesome. <laughs> oh, he was a feared hitter. And there's a reason Anaheim signed him for so much money. And St. Louis wasn't prepared to match it. I get it. That was a smart business decision by St. Louis. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, as I'm talking it through right now, I kind of respect both Pujols and the Cardinals for coming together and just say, like, hey, let's have a hug. Let's hug it out. Here's a million bucks. Here's a million bucks, and and we'll 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 put you in when we can. You'll sell and some he, T-shirts. So I'll sign some autographs. We'll call cool it good. Cool with we'll, that, we'll ha- right? We'll, ha- we'll yeah. have a retirement tour. Uh, 
it, like a la Jeter, a la Mariano had back in 2013, 2014. And these guys yeah. can ride off in the sunset with World Series in their pockets and, and a lot of money in, in, in their jeans for sure. <laughs> uh, no, I think, it, I think it's, a, it's a nice gesture. But you, you wonder if, you, if we were a, a fan base of the St. Louis Cardinals, you, you wonder if you would have the same thought process going, okay, we got three guys who aren't going to improve our, not, not hurt our team, but instead of having this guy, that guy, like, why are we mailing it in already? Like, why, like, why are we mailing this this season in? Like this Pujols guy hit whatever last season. Molina's still, and Wainwright's going to give like, you just wonder on a, on a baseball perspective, if you're a Cardinals fan, if you'd have the same kumbaya moment that we're having right now. That's an interesting point because, you know, the, the, the Cardinals are that franchise. where it's Always right not, there. Oh, they're always right there. They obviously do something right because they're, they seem to be, they win, they seem to win or be in a World Series every seven to eight years, which is a yeah. really good batting average, right? Like that's in the playoffs every year. Right. They're, they're, they're closer, a threat. Yeah. They're, yeah, and they're never terrible. They're never terrible. And there's, there, there is the cardinal way you hear that. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly what it is, but, they, but they, they preach it and, and they're there, and the Cardinals were there last year, right? Yeah. They uh, they were one inning away from beating the Dodgers again, right? Last year, it's it's it, they're always there, and then so maybe this is the old guard ushering in the new, and and you know if you, if they stink and if they're there, I I <laughs> boys, we get it, but we need this guy, and they're gonna say okay. Like and the, but like Molina is still like catching seventy percent of the game. He's a good player. He's so good. I love that guy. I'm not crazy about the neck tattoos. I, that's I, my problem. That's I, my I, problem. Not what, his. Yeah, it's a me thing too, Dave. <laughs> I I not I don't understand at what point you figure you need to. And it's a me thing. It might be get off my front lawn kind of deal. Old man on the porch. Uh, I'm not crazy about neck tattoos. You get one r- r- right on. If but if you can hit 300 and throw out 30 guys, whatever. Oh Jesus! But, it's, a, it's a joy but, to watch him play back. But when I I don't know. Like got series. neck tattoos. I you have to sit at Uncle Brent's uh, lap and we'll talk a little bit about this because it's a little bit odd to me. Like it's. Uh, I don't get it, but the fucking how how he called a game, how good he was behind yeah. the plate, hit that fucking rocket. I wonder how like. Uh, to have an arm that good, he must have got a look as a pitcher, because the well, way his he, brothers like there was a at one point there was three Molinas catching and they were all awesome. Yeah, they're just so good. Like, we're yeah. there in little league, and I think they're from Dominican. I, I would assume, I don't know for sure, but like, they must they, be related to the Santiago's. Yes, there you go. Oh, remember Benito San Diego? How good he was throwing. Well, you his, bet, because he yeah, was the first guy same. that would throw from his knees or from his crouch to second base. Man, he was unbelievable because it was so, it was so different. It yes. was just so different. Like, wow. I can hit. I could hit. If you can get a yeah. catcher who can hit and can throw guys out, well, that's what catchers. But if you can get one that can hit a little bit, man, that helps your team a lot. Because a, a, a defensive catcher is is, is that's what they, they, their, their first job is. But one that can hit, man, that, that's the start of a playoff team and a World Series contender. You bet. Uh, uh, yeah, a, an offensive contributing catcher is a, a linchpin. Like, that's Every I won't say every World Series team, but a lot of World Series team. And I'm even going back to the 86 Mets with Gary Carter, right? And you keep going through Mike Piazza, who was 
an offensive catcher, never won the World Series. You have just really good catchers. Uh, I'm going to bring uh, Russell Martin was a good one. Remember Martin that? was so good. Martin was so good. And he was, he was on a lot of playoff teams for a lot of years. He was a Yankee for a little bit there. But with, then he was the Jays team in 2015, along with uh, my new favorite Yankee, uh, Josh Donaldson. Uh, but anyways, we'll get to another there. Jason Kendall. Remember him with the yeah, Pirates? With the Pirates. Good, good catcher. Same thing. Like, uh, if you, have, if you have a catcher, Jorge Posada with the Yankees was great. Was uh, a good could, catcher. Could hit, could catch. A little bit of grit to him the whole bit. Yeah, just a catcher's the. I mean, the, the, it's, it's, the, it's the, the whole – I think he's the – I don't want to say the most important, but, man, oh, man, a good catcher can make a, – a good catcher can make a bad pitcher really good. Yes, and a, and a catcher that can contribute offensively is a game changer because it's, it's such a vital piece of uh, the defense that, you know, and that's why Gary Sanchez got – Shit on as a Yankee forever because can't he was catch a, or hit. He was a terrible catcher that hit for power occasionally. Occasionally, okay. very occasionally. <laughs> he had a good 2015 or 16 September. He had and a they've good been holding agent, on to that yeah. ever since. Ever yeah. since. Anyways, no, it's uh baseball season, Dave. Uh, it's we're uh 10 days away now. It's uh coming up. We'll do another major league baseball uh preview show. People are still listening to that show from a year ago. Uh, so we'll do the exact same thing probably a week from now and do, give our picks and who's going to win the, uh, who we're going to pick to win the World Series. And uh, a lot of the prognosticators, Dave, uh, you may not want to hear this, but you're going to have a lot of baseball fans that aren't baseball fans uh, right now. There'll be baseball fans in October because the Toronto Blue Jays, they're picked by a lot of the, the smart guys to win a World Series. They got a chance there ain't no doubt they have a chance we'll see what happens and we'll talk about it again obviously but jesus christ like <laughs> they got a chance and you know no 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 other sport well i guess every sport injuries can wreak havoc on a season but but if, if the jays can stay healthy i'm really curious to see what this team can accomplish Opening day is right around the corner. If you're going to go to the game where you, you already have tickets to, to opening day and you want to improve your seats, make sure you go to SeatGeek or the SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. Save yourself 20 bucks and uh, get yourself some, some tickets. Uh, use promo code 1420POD. That's 1420POD. And save yourself 20 bucks in your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. Free parking. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com, or the Seat Geek app. Fourteen twenty sports podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole bunch more. Uh, Dave, yesterday was a monumental day. Something hadn't been seen, and let me do the math here. 36, 36 years. We keep talking about earlier on how although <laughs> eighty six wasn't twenty six years ago. It was thirty six years ago. Uh, but that was the last time that uh, the Canadian men's soccer team made it to a qualifier for the World Cup. It happened yesterday. Uh, it was inevitable. They're not inevitable. Nothing's never inevitable in the world of sports. But it uh, it happened. 
They beat Jamaica 4 0. Uh, Canada scored early a couple times. There was an own goal, I think, to end the game in the later minutes. A 4 0 victory over Jamaica yesterday. Uh, Canada with a, not a depleted squad, but Alfonso Davies didn't play. Uh, but there were some guys that did and didn't. But they were uh, in, at BMO Field, a little bit of snow on the ground in Canadian fashion. Uh, the Canadian men, they wrapped her up. They, uh, I think they clinched first in the, in the CONCACAF standings. They're going to the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, congratulations to them. I think it's I think it's fantastic the way soccer, who talked about a, a month ago when other games are going on, or two months ago now, I guess it is, um, how soccer has just taken over in this country. And, you know, you, you, you see a bunch of kids playing soccer now today when I was driving – driving around town, doing uh, chores, I guess you say, doing some things. And uh, you were doing errands. I was doing errands. I was running errands. I was running errands. But carry on. But I was running some errands. And you've seen kids playing soccer. Uh, it's, I think it's great. I think it's, I think it's fantastic that, that soccer, the way it's taken off uh, in this country, between the men's doing what they, they did yesterday and the women's team winning the gold medal, Man, we, it, I think it's fantastic that our country's, uh, I wouldn't say on top of the soccer world, but, man, we're we're getting close. Um, well, time's going to tell. We'll see what happens when they get on stage with the big boys. But, you know, this accomplishment by the Canadian men's national team, I am so fucking proud of these guys. I, I really am. Taking a program that, that was inconsequential in everything for the last 20 years it's 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 and to to not only qualify to to qualify at the top of the table to to be beating mexico to be beating usa who aren't world powers but they're concacaf powers and those are the two teams that were there every every single year it's 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 awesome it's awesome to see. And, you know, Canada is going to be co-hosting this, uh, not this World Cup, the World Cup in four years' time. Canada and USA will be hosting, co-hosting. And so Canada gets an automatic berth. But I'm not going to say the majority. There's a, there's a huge core group that are under 25 years of age. And these, these young men have, have stepped up and performed so well and, and carried themselves with class and grace and and it's tough I'm, I'm a little bit at a loss for words it's because i i'm not familiar with every single name i i i do read the stories I'm, I'm not able to watch every game but i'm just so proud of this program i'm so proud of of john herdman who was the women's uh brought the the canadian women's um national team on, in onto the onto the world stage and made them a power and now he's doing the exact same thing with Canada. And you know what? If Canada's men's team win a game or two in the World Cup, he can write his fucking ticket. He can coach, manage any team in the world because this is absolutely amazing the turnaround he's done with this men's national program. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but because they finished number one, the CONCACAF, like when they get to the World Cup, they're obviously going to be playing um, some lesser lesser countries, lesser teams, I guess, because it, it would be a one versus four kind of a, a seeding thing. You would, I, I would assume, I don't know enough about it. I don't pretend to know about it, so I'm asking you, you're, a soccer, you're the soccer connoisseur of the uh, 1420 podcast. Um, 
this has to make things a little bit easier going into the World Cup, thinking, okay, we might get a couple of cupcakes in the first couple of games. Oh, there, there's no saying, but but you might instead of having to play Brazil in the first game, it might make things a little bit easier. I'll, I'll tell you, like I think the draw is. Uh, Am I wrong uh, on that? Um, well, Sarah, I'm going to tell you, like so. Um, let's say there's six groups, and there's 36 teams, or there's usually four per group, so that would be 20. Let's let's say there's 24 teams in the World Cup, so they have the top six seeds go into one fishbowl, the next seed, the next seed, the next seed. And so what they do is like they're playing group A, one seed. And so Canada's going to be... Is the Patrick Ewing with the fucking oh, ice, icy envelope? Oh, yeah. And then so really? like Can- Canada's probably going to be in fishbowl three. In fishbowl three because Jeez, there's there, there's so many... They're only... They're, they're ranked now. They, they went from, I want to say... 78 79 to now number 33 in the world and so now they there's they the, the teams are ranked and that's how it works in fish bowls right and so canada might be in the third fish bowl as opposed to the fourth fish bowl am i making sense like so there canada canada's canada ain't no cupcake but there's no game that like unless no no get, no like it's not like, yeah, yeah. Like unless something like, excuse me again. Um, like when you think about it, Italy missed. Italy's not going to be there. Uh, they lost to North Macedonia. They're a cupcake. other day. North Macedonia ain't a cupcake because they just knocked Italy out of the World Cup. Yeah, but anybody can beat anybody on a given day. Dave, I don't know anything about it, but I'm gonna say North Macedonia is a cupcake. I don't, even know, I don't even know where North Macedonia well, it was, is. Well, same with Iceland, right? <laughs> like, you know, you, know you, 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 you find the right group of talent. I would put our than... chances against Iceland and North Macedonia very high. I agree. I don't I want, know why, I, but I'm just assuming. I, I 100% agree. You know, we're going to be there. Do you know who's not going to be there? The Greeks. Well, issues, grievances, major concerns in Greece. Sorry, producer. But no. not this year. They're not. They didn't, they didn't quite make her. Uh, no, it's no. We've talked about it. It's, I think great. My my niece. She's a huge soccer player. She she loves it. Um, the, the the way the game's grown with Christine Sinclair on the women's side, and you got to. Uh, it, it's just the way this game has grown in our country. Something that like you played when you were younger. I didn't. It was something we, I only played with. In uh, this is back in the early '90s and uh, late '80s. The only time you played soccer, and most people growing uh, our vintage, Dave only played in school when it was part of your high school curriculum or junior high curriculum. Most people. That too. And, and you know what else I think it is? And we kind of touched upon it with Brad the other day. Where does the country steer their best athletes to? In the Netherlands, it's speed skating, right? You look at the Winter Olympics and you see, like, Netherlands has 28 medals in the Winter Olympics. Well, 28, let's say 15. 14 of them are in speed skating. Canada is dominant in skiing and hockey, and um, that's it. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I am kind of right, you know, and, and those are money sports. But, like, so now the kids, the athletes, the, the, the true athletes who don't have the economic wherewithal to get to these places, 
in hockey and in skiing are now being funneled into soccer. And Canada has, like, we have a fairly decent system set up where everybody has a chance to become somewhat middle class, I think, and, and, and I'm not trying to get political. But like, but to take that next level in skiing, to take it's that next level It's funny how every hockey. time somebody says, I'm not trying to get political, you have to actually say that now. Yeah, you know, but, but we understand yeah. what I'm saying. But soccer is, is now a thing where, where talent can get identified and it doesn't take a huge outlay of cash to get identified as, a, as, a, as an elite player. And I think this is what, ha- what, what happens with a, with a sport like soccer and that's what makes it, in my opinion, the world sport, because every single person has a chance to get identified as an elite person, because all you, at the end of the day, all you really need is a ball and 10 kids. And shoes. You don't even Not need even. shoes. Well, you Canada, can play on the beach. Well, Canada, Canada, you, Canada, shoes, you might right? need shoes, because sometimes there's a snow <laughs> on the ground. If there was in Toronto yesterday, it was a little cold in Toronto yesterday, there was some snow on the ground. No, congratulations once again to the Canadian men's soccer team for reaching the World Cup. The first time since 1986. They, uh, it's it's a it was a great uh, it was a great event. It was, it's been a fun ride so far. And once the World Cup gets going, uh, there'll be there'll be a lot of eyes glued to soccer or football, as some call it, that uh, would not have been wouldn't have cared five months ago. Like they, they there's people who wouldn't have cared five months ago. There, but now there will be people sitting in pubs and bars and lounges, uh, having parties, having situations. I don't know what time the games are, are local time, but there will be there, there will be gatherings to watch these games, and I think it's great. Without a doubt, and we 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 talked about this before about uh, how this can be like one of those nation unifying events, which, quite frankly, I think we really need to get people from opposing sides of the political spectrum of the, of the pandemic spectrum to get them all sitting at the same table, looking at the screen, cheering for the same team and cheering for that flag. Because I, that's another that's thing that, that, that I, I, I am going to get political yesterday when they were waving Canadian flags. Oh, that I gave knew, me so much joy. I knew what they were waving them for this time. Exactly. So I am getting political. Yesterday, when they were waving Canadian flags at BMO Field in Toronto, I knew what they were waving them for. For three months, the last three months, I didn't know why they were waving flags, and that's the and that's the truth. That's the truth. So I am getting political, and that that's my thoughts on that. Taking my flag back to wave it for the reason that I love to look at that flag and I love to see it being waved, and that that really made my heart swell a little bit. Uh, and and this is going to happen when Qatar happens. We're going to put people at the same table that, as Canadians, and we're going to watch this. And it's going to be a unifying event. And I think people, I, I really think so. Parts, people from different parts of the table, even were there to do one thing, and that's watch the Canadian men's national team compete at the at the World Cup. And if we have a conversation after the game, that's a good thing. Yeah. We got it. We got to we remember and and we got to remember things and cherish things that unite us, as opposed to divide us. And this is a uniting thing, and 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 that's what sport does. That's what sport yeah. does, especially at at a, at a national level. And the fact that it's now soccer, which is foreign, makes it to, odd. 
It makes it odd. It makes it a little bit odd, but you won't talk to one person that, that like, even if they didn't watch, they know. They know, what's, know, they know what's happening. Canada yeah. is going to the World Cup. And they know that's a big fucking deal. And now when we have these World Cup watching parties in Lethbridge, like they, they always do it, like in that little town square thing, they'll show games. Uh, but now instead of uh, all the Germans and Englands and uh, Englands, uh, English and Greeks getting there, it's an Italian. Those, those Englands. They're, they're, they're those goddamn Englanders. Those Englands. <laughs> I never liked them much growing up, the Englands. But now I know, I, know. I know the biggest crowd is going to be when Canada is there, and that's great. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not be spurching. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not. I don't have bitter tears, or, or like I don't say that with any kind of bitterness, because Canada is a, is a is a nation made of immigrants, right? We're ninety percent of the population is only two generations away from from having grandparents. Yep. born in a, in a different country and that's just what it is and that's okay and that's why we uh there's i cheer for holland you cheer for ukraine uh i'm really cheering for ukraine right now Ooh. oh yeah yeah in a different like they're in qualifying too but those games are postponed um but nonetheless the the i i do believe the biggest crowds and the most vocal crowds are going to be for Canada, and that gives me joy. And and like I'm, as opposed to like I say, when a Denver Broncos game is on and a big, huge game, and I want to watch it by myself, I wouldn't mind. I'm going to go and watch Canada play in the World Cup, and I'm I'm going to go to an establishment. I'm going to go outside. I want to I want to experience the uh, the patriotic some camaraderie and everything else i i I, I agree maybe we should do something we'll we'll, maybe we'll set something up 1420 style we'll we'll get some people together we'll we'll do something that we'll do a pre-gamer everything else i think it's it's something that's uh it's 36 years in the making i think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch go canada go 1420 sports podcast four viewers sports talk and a whole lot more we'll be back right away with the meathead of the month 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, the other night we had Brad on the show. A lot of laughs with an old friend of ours, a friend of the show. Uh, we had some good discussions. We kind of run a little bit long. We uh, cut your segment short. A new one that you and Jasper came up with. Ask kicker, ask kisser, or asshole. Uh, we all know we all know some of those in our lives. We uh, don't know which ones they are at times because sometimes that, that same person can be all three at once. And you don't really know what's going on or on a day-to-day basis. Uh, we we might have saw that last night with a, uh, a certain fresh prince of somewhere. But anyways, Dave, you had a few more to get to get to with the uh, your ass kicker, ass kisser, asshole segment. Throw a couple at me before we get to the uh, meathead of the month. <laughs> well, you know, it's that it's, was a very good tough. intro, by the way. I, it was. You really I didn't you mind really that like one. Yeah. This, off the, off the of... cuff too. And you just flowed, and that's what we're all about is our flow. <laughs> there is it's usually a one like it, it, it's hard to find the ones. And then trust me, since I came up with this idea, I, I've been trying to find one that that it says a third, like it's like 40, 40, 20 kind of thing. I'm trying to look for those 30, 30 ones, but nonetheless, Brett Hall. Is he an ass kicker, an ass kisser, or an asshole? 
I think at, at uh, throughout Brett Hall's career, and now we like I'm talking about from when he scored 72 to yesterday. Uh, I think throughout Brett Hall's career, he ran the gamut of all of them. I think he uh, was a bit outspoken, a bit of a loudmouth at times, so he was a bit of an asshole at times. Uh, a bit of a lazy prick at times on the ice. And he wasn't uh, afraid to tell people who the best player on the ice was um, scored a lot of goals. I think he had 91 year, I believe. Um, so that makes him an, uh, an ass kicker. I think he just fell behind uh, Gretzky one year on the, for, the, for the scoring race and uh, an ass kisser with his, uh, his, his latest rendition of himself uh, with the St. Louis blues winning the Stanley cup. And he was uh, right on stage singing Gloria. So he's been all three over the years, but I actually think that uh, a lot of people probably consider, and I, I hate to say this, I, I, I think the world of Brett Hall, I really do, but I think there's a good percentage of people. And I'm just going to go with what I think, not what I know. It's just what I think. I think there's a good percentage of people that think that Brett Hall's an asshole. I'm going to, I, I, I do see that. Like, this is, the, I think this is a good one that, that does cross all gamuts here. Like, when he was, uh, when he caught fire with the St. Louis Blues, for like four years, he was an ass kicker. Oh, that yeah, fucker, absolutely. That fucker filled the net. And then he went with, to with, Dallas. With the Oats, yeah, with the. Yeah, Holland Oats. Holland that's, Oats. That's a great I nickname. love Holland Oats. Ah, oh, so do I. Oh, like, I one of my first concerts ever, the Private Eyes World Tour here at Lethbridge, back in 83, I think it was, with my grandparents, the Holland Oats World Tour, Private best, Eyes, they're watching you. Awesome. Best-selling awesome. duo of all time. Oh, best-selling duo of all time. Um, but nonetheless, uh, and then he went to Dallas and did his thing, but then he was a bit of a hired gun. He wasn't an ass kicker with Dallas. And then he begged to get on Detroit. Those Detroit teams. He begged. And and he won a cup there as well. And so he was an ass kisser there too. That so he, he became he went from ass kicker to ass kisser. And I think he was an asshole when he was with Dallas. I, he turned from a kicker to an a- asshole. Yeah. To a kisser to now. So if I had to call him one thing. I'd call him an asshole as well. Yeah, I just get I get that feeling he was a bit of a like a look at me, look at me attitude. I'm I'm really good. I just let, I'll tell you how good I am. I don't I've never talked to the guy, I don't know him, I've never heard anything different. I just I get that 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 feeling. Um the 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 videos of him when St. Louis won the cup singing Gloria are second to none. That uh that Stanley Cup run that the blues had when Gloria by uh Sheena Easton was on, I think it's fantastic. I don't the, the story behind I how I think it's Laura Brannigan tell you the Laura Brannigan, sorry, not Sheena Easton, right. but the, uh, the 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 story behind how they came up with Gloria as their their victory song is fantastic. Uh, the St. Louis Blues, it was a great run. Gloria is a good song back from my childhood, but yeah, I I think that Hall's got he's an asshole. I think he's an asshole as well, and and he did have good stretches of his career where he was one of three. In fact, I yeah. think he was. The, the you know and that's all it takes right it takes six years of being an ass kicker i think you can do whatever you want whatever you want man because yeah. then he turned into an asshole then he turned like, into you know, a kisser right see i think 
okay, here's how I'm going to, this is gonna sound ridiculous, but I'm gonna say it anyways. If we went to a bar back when Hall was relevant, he's still relevant, obviously. But if we went to a bar- and When he was an of, active player. Active player, friends or friend, if they knew Brett Hall. I think he's the kind of guy who'd have been like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, I, why, why, why is this guy, why are these two yappy fucks sitting next to me? That's how I see how Brett Hall would have been. And that's, and that's possible, but I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to project. Or maybe he would have loved us. Dave, everyone loves us. Yeah, it, it just depends on the mood, right? It just <laughs> depends on the mood. Delivery and context, everything. Delivery everything and cool. context and setting. And that's setting right. matters a lot. Like, you know, if it's a wedding, it's, that's one thing. Mm, but if you know, if it's a funeral, if you're just flapping your lips like we usually do, then whatever. Well, just, you know, if we find each other together, we're going to fucking talk a little bit. That's just what happens. And who's your next one? Uh, well, there's a teammate of his. Well, I don't even know if they were teammates. Uh, but he's this guy now is a father of two NHL players, Keith Kachuk. They were showed, teammates. They were teammates in in St. Louis. Who showed up after the strike? Whatever, seventy pounds overweight. Oh, he's uh, he's well over seventy pounds over his playing weight right now. The years have been good to Keith Kachuk. He uh, he. I don't think he uh, dislikes uh, whatever he is eats because boy oh boy that man put on the pounds. Hell of a hockey player, uh, good time. But once again, I think he. Ah, fuck, so on, say, the, on this note, though, too, I, like, I hate we, to I say, we can't. We we have to take kisser. He's not an ass kicker. He hasn't kissed an ass in his life, I don't think. So he's either an ass kicker, or he's an asshole. Fuck, he was a good player. Ah. Uh... Okay. Okay. Here it is. And to our American listeners, I'm not. I'm not. I love. I love the states. I. I spend time down there. I love it. Here it is, Dave. That 1996 World Cup team, the the American team that Mike Richter single handedly took them Stood to win his head. To, to win that World Cup, which was the the the, the reincarnation of, of the of the Canada Cup, uh, was one of the greatest hot tournaments and greatest Canadian teams ever assembled that didn't win. I actually have a bit of hostility towards every U.S. player that were, was on that team, and so maybe, <laughs> so maybe because because that tournament was so good, and we were and Canada was supposed to win that tournament. The 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 the, the cast character Mike Richter had, was that was the single best two game goalie performance I've ever seen of all time. Tournament. I think of all time. Like and that I, what and, what, and what was that like 92, 93? 96. 96. Okay, whatever. It was ninety six. It was it was ridiculous. So so I'm also going to put Keith Kachuk because he was on that American team. I think that every player that was on that American team, this is awful to say because they're probably really good guys. We probably hoist a beer and have them with them. But every player. Um, that was American or on that American team, I consider them an asshole. Every single one of them, because they, they, they had a swagger and a step to them. And they really didn't have any business being in, in a couple in those two games. And, and the way they, 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 they carried themselves when they were just riding on, on Richter's coattails, that, that, that three game series, uh, every player that you name on that American team to me is an asshole. Darian Hatcher. Asshole. 
Chris Chelios. Asshole. Brett Hall. Keith Kachuk. Asshole. Uh, Brian Leach. Asshole. Who else? Like No, I don't mind Leach. Leach seems like a pretty mild-mannered, nice guy. He was on that team. He's on that team's an asshole. They're all assholes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I agree. Then, I think we'll, 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 we'll let's just blanket that one. That 96 uh, World Cup team, bunch of assholes. Yeah, you have a lot to like. I love that. America. And, Don't our American listeners, I'm I love your country. I have a great time down there. But that team, they're assholes. They were they were so that was an asshole heavy team, except for yeah. Mike Leach and Richter. I'm not gonna call him an asshole. Yeah. He was just doing his job, but no one's done that job better. Like that was that was Hasek before Hasek was a thing. Yeah. I got one more <laughs> for you, and I'm gonna switch sports. Um, last pick in the major league baseball draft in his draft year. And, and someone did it as a favor. Mike Piazza. Yeah. He, uh, Mike Piazza, dog is great. That's great. Hall of Famer. Go ahead. Sorry. As kicker, as kisser or an asshole. He's another guy who liked himself a lot. Didn't oh, deserve he to get loved himself. Didn't deserve. Well, I shouldn't say didn't deserve. Got drafted as a favorite of Tommy Lasorda uh, by the Dodgers. Lasorda, uh, obviously, longtime Dodger manager. Uh, Dodger, great, passed away last year. Um, Jesus Christ. Hall of Famer, no. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Played in one World Series. In 2000, uh, the Mets versus the Yankees Subway Subway Series. I'm going to say he's an ass kicker because he came from not nothing, but um, he was given a bit of a a light chance to make her, and he made the most of an opportunity that most of us would never get. He got got that working man's hero chance. And he made the most of it to a Hall of Fame multi-million dollar career. I'm going to say that Mike Piazza is definitely an ass kicker. See, and I don't think he's an asshole. I really don't. But, like, um, the fact that he uh, got drafted as a favor. But you're, you're right. Like, he worked his way up. He, he clearly worked on his game. And, and he was a good catcher. He was a great catcher. But he hit for power. And, and and that's and, and like you know that leads into uh what we were talking about a little bit earlier on in this pod. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the fact that he really loved what he saw in the mirror kind of bothers me a little bit. And I think he is a bit of an ass kisser, a la Gary Carter. He was a little bit more worried about um endorsements and how he looked, and the way. Roger Clemens embarrassed him in the World Series. What was that, up with that one? Cle- that Clemens, Clemens, Clemens hit him in the dome in 2000 with the uh, in the, the Subway Series in, in July, yeah. the July 4th, whatever game it was. And then when he threw his bat, like he broke his bat, and then Clemens the, threw it at him. Yeah. That was odd on Clemens' behalf. That was really weird. That was that was Roger, and then Cle- and then Clemens was saying some weird shit like, "Oh, I was just reacting." What, to what? Yeah, yeah, like that. Like that was one Clem- of the, that that was one of the top twenty strange moments in sports history. Yeah, and like he just like get your fucking shit out of here, Clemens. It's not, oh. it's not like 
fucking Piazza plan to break his bat and have it go right towards Clemens. It was no, odd. No, I get it. But like, you know, I do kind of respect Clemens for just being the big dog and just get your maybe. fucking shit out of here. Maybe. Yeah, like, maybe. And, you know, and that was adrenaline. It's like, yeah, fuck. fuck well, adrenaline or, you know, HGH. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like he was, <laughs> he was, he, he might've been raging, but you know, in, in the heat of the moment, I did respect Clemens for just owning Mike Piazza. And then so I, I can't because Piazza got owned on the biggest stage. I can't call him an ass kicker, but I do respect his career. I do think he was a little too media savvy for my uh, particular inklings. So I'm going to put Mike Piazza as an ass kisser. Well, there you go. That's a good segment. We should find some more of those guys. We like we, we always go back to guys that uh, in our adventure, we should try to find out more dirt. And that's the thing. These kids are so knowledgeable as to social media now, and they, they have publicists, not like I mean, they did back then too. But these kids now, they don't get in trouble. They don't go out. You don't hear much about their personalities. And I think that's, I think that's sad that you, you, it's, it's been taken away from the sports world that these kids are just – it's not as fun for sports fans. And I don't think being a pro, yes, they make way more money, but I don't think it's as fun to be a pro athlete as it was 20 years ago. When we would go up to the odd game in Edmonton and uh, go out to bars, you'd see those guys. We would see those guys. Does that not, does that happen anymore? You don't see if you don't see pictures of these guys on social media. Well, so here I'm I'm going to see this. What about when, um, like, a Canadian team goes down to Arizona or goes to Dallas? Do they go out? To, do they go out? Apparently, no. Like, Apparently I, no. I, I don't they, know they, that like answer. They, like, they might play golf in the afternoon, and but they don't go out. They there's have no such. There's no nightlife anymore. No, from there's what no I've from what I've read, what I've been told, they they don't go out. I could be wrong, but from what I've been told and what I've read and what I've heard on other podcasts and, and sports radio they, they, they don't go out because it the risk is too high there's, like it, there's the so bro- much money involved dave I, they can't chance it they can't and, then, and that's because of the the risk to the brand their personal brand or the risk to the the fight like 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 all the above they, yeah and and all i wish i understand and, and like you know it's a bit of a shame because it it just builds up a wall because man like, man I, I mean it's a different level but when you're a big fish in a small pond, man, that's got to be fun, right? But we hear about NBA and any NFL players going out all the time. Why yeah, not any well, and look and look how it turns out for them. I'm just saying the the it's you probably have a way better chance to go out invisible as a Calgary Flame in in Phoenix, Arizona, than. They probably do. I mean, it's just different. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know either. I, I don't know. Like, we're just like, get back to us. Like, uh, any NBA player that that uh, listens to 1420 podcast, reach yeah. out. Any NFL players listen to the show, any N- NBA players, any NHL players, or uh, major baseball players listen to the show, let us know what your uh, what your goings out are around because I'm curious. I'm curious if you guys go out. Do, like, do you guys party anymore? Do you guys, anymore? Do you party, guys have a good down time? Or? You gotta fucking do you get into her? Anyways, Dave, sometimes we'd be be remiss to not talk about the the goings on last night, uh, at the the, uh, fucking Oscars. 
Will Smith and Chris Rock and the slap heard around the world. Dave, that, that thing, like I, we were watching, like I said, we were watching the Laker thing last night and then Deanne went for a bite, which went for a dart. And then she was looking on the Twitter machine about what went on. And there was, a, a, like I said, the smack heard around the world. And then I saw it this morning. I didn't care last night. And I, I watched this morning. I listened to a lot of uh, podcasts uh, today and sports radio throughout the day. And when I watched it, the first thing I thought was the Jerry Lawler, Andy Kaufman thing <laughs> from 35, 40 years ago now. And that, and that on actually David crossed Letterman. on Letterman. And that actually crossed my mind, like, are they promoting something? Because I'm a I'm a I'm a wrestling guy. I'm a, like I, I know all that stuff. And I'm like the stuff from the, the 80s. I, I watched it, I listened to it, I, I follow it still to this day. Um, the old stuff, not the new stuff. And that's one of the first things I thought, and it got brought up. I kind of think the whole thing was a work. I because the way Chris Rock reacted didn't say he got hit hard. And he stood there and waited for it. I just think that the whole thing was kind of hokey to me. What's your thoughts? I don't know. I found out about it the same way. Like, I found out about it on the Twitter machine. I didn't want watch one second of it on my TV. And then it was actually, like, 13 minutes after it happened, I watched it. I go, well, what the fuck happened here? And there was, like, a big moment of silence. And then five minutes later, I started getting the Australian feed and the Japanese yeah. feed so I can hear it all. And, and these, are, these are the things that make me scratch my head. Will Smith laughed his ass off at the joke. Until his wife looked at him. Yes. And then he came up and then Chris Rock had his hands behind his back. And, and Will Smith, it was an exaggerated slap. It was clearly an actor slap. Like he wound up. He and this guy just won through. an Oscar for the best actor. No, he didn't. The, oh, no, no was, he went after for it. He but, went after, yes. He's a, okay, so he's an actor, which, yes. which that's what wrestlers are. Wrestlers are athlete actors. Right. And Go you ahead. know what? And if I get slapped, if I hit my head, you know what? The first thing I do, I rub Grab it. it. Chris I said Rock the exact never, same thing. never touched his face, nothing. Never touched his face. He goes, I just got smacked down by Will Smith. Or I, I just didn't got, touch his face once. I got bitch slapped or something. He said something to that yeah. um, thing. And then that keep my keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. That looked like acting to me. And I don't know. And then this, oh, fuck. It just doesn't sit right. Period. I think it's a work. I think it's Kaufman Lawler from 1982 or whatever year it was. I think it's a complete work. I because I because Deanne was we were talking about she was here doing some work earlier on today and she was and I walked up to her and I did the old Bret Hart where I stomped my foot and, and hit her across the head and didn't touch her. And, yeah, and that's what it seemed to me. It seemed to be odd. And that yeah, I'm glad you brought that up that Chris Rock never once touched his face. Like if right. if, if, if if I Get hit. Slightly bump my head or slightly touch Ow. or stub my yeah. toe. The first thing I do is touch my fucking toe or right. touch my face. Yeah. Like every single time. I'm he not saying did. Chris Rock. I'm not saying Chris Chris Rock ain't tough, but but you just do it by 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 just reaction. 
His hands are behind his back the entire time. Leaned in, got the stone cold. He got the Ric Flair smack across the face. I don't know. I think it was a work. I, they, they, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if a month from now it's on TV that they got a fucking special coming up together and it was it was something. I, I just find I find it ridiculous. I, it, it, and for nothing to happen, how nobody stepped in to break something up. Like any other setting in that situation when you got celebrities because these guys have bodyguards no matter what. There are people around. You got security no matter what. For no one to jump in at all. And nobody. After, well, yeah, like, so, like, this, and he walked by. And then they let him present the award. Like, like they didn't, like, pause to music and shit like that. Like, I think it was the phoniest thing to put on, that put on fucking Mankind in a long time. The fact that there was no break, the fact that, like, uh, technical difficulties will be right back, and what the fuck just happened here, and all that stuff, like, I don't, it just doesn't ring true. Like, why? I a, have no idea, but I just think it was, I think it was a put-on. That's my it, opinion. Yeah, it like what like the, the magnitude of this event, and you didn't break when for the first time in the Oscar history, someone came out of the crowd and struck another person. Yeah. Like what if what what if that well well what's her name? Amy Schumer was was uh was hosting the Oscars. What if what if Jada would have came out and struck her? Like like it just doesn't ring true. This just doesn't make fucking sense in a real world to me. But you know what? In the last two years, like last six years, there's a lot of shit that hasn't just rung, rang true to me. A lot of shit. But most conspiracy theories have a, yeah, but what does this help either of their careers? The the Oscar ratings have been dwindling like crazy forever, right? Yeah. And now, and then like, and I I also read an article about they're like I haven't I don't if you gave me a list of thirty movies and asked me to pick out the five that are nominated for the Oscars, I don't know I don't think I could. I all I all I know is Coda won the award. I wouldn't know Coda was for, about for it, it's something about um. Hearing impaired. Yeah, I have no idea. That's it. I've never been a movie guy though, like Goonies, like whatever. But yeah, I, I, the the whole thing smells a little fishy to me, and it's—I don't know—it's just odd the 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 way it came across last night. And it was funny because I had mom was over last night for dinner, and she goes, "Yeah, I used to like watching the Oscars." She said, "I'm going to watch it again tonight." But I used to like because the 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 glamour of Hollywood, because it being from Fort McLeod. Um, you don't have the glamour of Hollywood for Claude, obviously. And she goes, it would be, nice, be nice to watch it and the, the mystique that Hollywood had. And then now it's just, Jesus. Well, it, the, think, the whole thing is pretty smelly to me. Well, yeah. And like, you know, as far as the Oscars go too, like back in the day when the Oscars was a huge event, what, maybe 50 movies got released every year? Yeah. 50 movies get released a day. every month now. Yeah. yeah. Like with all what Netflix Cuz I think I think Apple actually I think I think Apple actually won a a, a, a best something award last night. So like a, it's a new a, a new thing that, that that something didn't exist 20 years ago, right? Yeah, so. it, it, it's just like you know the the awards are so finite for what the the competition has become. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like it's just 
it's like a whole sport, right? Like the 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 actual competition has has surpassed any kind of expectation when the event was still was first conceived of and when we did this. Yeah. Like like I, I think it is it actually is solid because now it's just the opinion of so little over such a vast product instead of voting for 10 movies now you're you're literally voting on a hundred movies oh the whole thing stunk a little bit last night there was when there's wrestlers wrestlers job was supposed to dupe us a hundred years ago and when they were chiming in last night it seems something seems kind of fishy you know if it looks like a fish it smells like a fish it's probably a fucking fish and uh, yeah. when rest, when wrestlers call it hokey, it's probably fucking hokey. Anyways, Dave, fun show tonight. I want to give a shout out to a couple of podcasts listened to uh, this week. Uh, the Fan of Van podcast, man, this guy, he listens to every one of our shows. He's out in, uh, he's a Pittsburgh uh, Steelers fan. He's, he's confused with the quarterback situation out there. Got a lot, got love his show. And the, uh, the Jim, Joe and Steve show, have these, Dave, give these guys a listen. They uh, remind me a lot of us growing up. They tell stories about, uh, the shenanigans they get up to just a few guys having some beers around the Jim Jones, Steve, Steve show, the, and the fan, the van podcast. Thank you very much for following us and listen to uh, all of our shows. And uh, we'd be remiss to not talk about uh, Jim Schworn, our sound guy. Uh, he's song still out there on Spotify over with and give him a, give him a listen to for sure. Uh, we, we appreciate all the work you do for us, Jim. Uh, it's uh, you, you make us sound better than we really are. I agree with everything you just said. Um, I have started listening to the fan of the band. The other one I have not. Fuck. I only got so much time in my day. And then like, and I'm going to say that. And like, I, I do, I, I do appreciate all the support, especially from the indie spot, uh, uh, podcast network that we've kind of become a part of. I, I, I really appreciate us supporting each other, but you know what? At the end of the day, I got to listen to my Mark Marin. And I gotta listen to my Sklar brothers, so I'm sorry. There you go. No, it's a thing. Like I, <laughs> I have a, I have a little bit at, at night. I have a little bit of extra time in my hand compared to I. But things are changing with baseball and everything else. But still get a chance to listen to the shows, and uh, they listen to us. They, 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 it branches out and it goes on and on and on. So thank you very much. SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. Twenty bucks, save yourself one four two zero pod uh, and everything else. Dave, fun show tonight. Take care to more important. Take care of yourself. We need you around. We stick on the ice and what else? Don't swing at high pitches, Jimmy Valentine. There we go. Have a good night, folks. Talk to you on Thursday. See you guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 